0: Welcome to the Become Fire podcast, a ministry of the Franciscan Friars of the Holy Spirit. If you'd like to learn more about this community, visit them on the web at www.becomefire.faith. That's dot F-A-I-T-H. Now, here are
1: the Friars. Hello everyone, and welcome to the Become Fire podcast. It is your host for the summertime, Father Peter Teresa, and I am joined by my dear, dear brothers, the one and the
2: only Deacon Elijah. Hello. <clears throat> Hello. <laughs> Usually you should clear your throat before you. Yeah, yeah, for I sure. I did that Usually backwards before.
1: <clears throat> and last but certainly not least, the good Brother Paul. <laughs> Greetings, fellow oh, yeah. listeners. To you, Earthling.
0: I just said fellow listeners, but I guess listeners.
1: It's better than Father Anthony says Our viewers and, and no one's watching this Thanks be to God So
2: At least you said listeners I say viewers That was me Oh that was Unless you Unless Father Anthony Started saying Yeah I think you probably Incepted his brain with it Wow I feel pretty good about that <laughs> You feel
1: good for For making Father Anthony Say the wrong thing In the podcast That is Yes
2: Okay Well um, not Not for saying the wrong thing On the podcast But for being someone who Who uh, He would be influenced by mm, So you, you
0: like being an influencer Oh god. <laughs> Here we
2: go. That's <laughs> well, okay. What's can, the topic today, you Father? Like being an influencer? I don't want
1: to. I don't want to be an influencer. Fair enough. Fair enough. We are continuing our series on the sacraments. So, if you have uh, been following along with us and listening to these in some chronological order, we have just done two introductory episodes on the sacraments. So, before you listen to this, I might encourage you to to go back and listen to those as a as an introduction, as a precursor, as a foreword, as an epilogue. To, to what we're doing today. A preface. <laughs> a preface. Yeah, there we go. Great. Uh, and today we're going to get into, uh, begin our discussion on the seven sacraments. And so uh, the next seven episodes, including this one, we'll be talking about one sacrament each episode. And today we have a, a joyous, a beautiful, a wonderful <laughs> sacrament uh, the sacrament of baptism. Mm-hmm. Do either of you even remember your own baptism? Were you you baptized as infants, as a baby? Yes, I was an infant. I was an infant, but I remember. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't have any re- recollection of it. I, I was also a baby. I have no recollection of my, my own baptism as well. And my guess is that many of you don't either. I was assured that it happened. Though. Yes, amen. Yeah. So, uh, and so since, you know, most of us weren't there for it, uh, we don't have a, uh, a conscious experience of it. We can't remember it or, or, you know, we don't, we don't have a spiritual experience of it either that it's important for us to kind of just talk about it, maybe break it open. And so that we can enter more deeply into our baptism and live, uh, more truly out of our baptism. And so, uh, We want to begin by, you know, where, where is baptism talked about in the scriptures? Um, You know, we want to make sure that the the things that we're doing as Catholics, the things that we believe uh, have been revealed to us in in the Bible. Uh, And so where, where does baptism come from uh, in the scriptures? Good brother, Paul. I'm just gonna keep calling you good brother. It just feels
0: right. The good brother. I am a good brother. You're a good brother. Um, no. So just to go back to even the definition of a sacrament, uh, very briefly. That's instituted by Christ. Mm, yes. Um, and it's a, a sacred sign. Or sorry, can you give me the definition? I'm stumbling all over it. I shall help you, brother. Mm, but it's, it, we might have to retract the title "good" from you now. Wow. Wow. <laughs> that was that was short lived, but. <laughs> But, but, but not unexpected. <laughs> the
2: friars, or we shame you for your mistakes. <laughs> Remove your titles. Uh, no, so you, you a can sacrament is a sacred sign instituted by Christ that efficaciously mm. realizes the sanctification they represent so to build up the visible and invisible life of his church. And in case anyone thinks that I have that memorized, I am reading something. So- <laughs>
1: So, but it, the, so we can say he'll still be good brother Paul then because you didn't have it memorized either. That's so that's right. A,
0: but uh, the, the reason why I bring that up is that we, we talked about how Christ is the one who instituted the sacraments. And so the that's obviously like, the kind of like the foundation of where we get all of the sacraments to be a scriptural basis. And so it's the baptism in the River Jordan is the primary scriptural example um, that we use saying that Christ himself then instituted. Um, the sacrament of baptism, that he hollowed the waters, not that he himself needed the remission of sins or something like that, but the, rather that he does it on behalf of fallen humanity. Um, and so so that's where it's found in the scriptures. And then I just have a couple of quotes from the uh, church fathers. I, I want to pause there. Just yeah. To talk about
1: where we find its foundation in the scriptures because i think it's going to be important then for finding the rest of the sacraments and yeah. scriptures i think i think in our 21st century sort of linear uh, mind that wants kind of to to empirically you know verify something in, in a scientific manner that that it, the the in the Gospels we don't have Jesus saying, "I am now instituting the first sacrament, and you will then do this for ages." Oh, he actually does kind of say that at the end of Matthew's Gospel, but but yeah, it, yeah. Um, <laughs> but, it, but it, where we find its foundation is, is his own baptism, um, yeah. which is interesting. Yeah. We would think that he would be the one baptizing to institute it, but it's his own baptism that it, institutes the sacrament.
0: And we would see that while well, we can find scriptural examples, and we obviously hold. Uh, by faith, that Christ is the one who instituted the sacraments. Um, that the church, like, that the sacrament, like, that, like, in the fullness of the form that they end up taking on, that it's, like, entrusted to the church. Um, so it's the two together that are necessary, then, to have, like, a robust uh, sacramental system. So hand it on to the apostles and then through to, like, the different bishops and the popes throughout the centuries. Um, so that there's, there's room for, like, a development of, kind of, the ritual actions that take place as well, so...
1: We see it revealed. So what I hear you saying, it's revealed in the scriptures and entrusted to the church. So we need both the scriptures and the church to really understand Yeah. How the sacrament comes to us as it does today.
0: And we would say that Christ instituted, and this might be getting a little bit in the weeds, but he he instituted the essential characteristics that are immutable and cannot be changed. Immutable meaning. Meaning that it that it can't can be changed, can't be changed. That 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 it's like it's it's set yeah. this these particular aspects. Right. Um and then we would say that there's there's moments uh in Christ's own ministry where he's more explicit about certain things yeah. as far as like the institution narrative. Like for the Eucharist, like the Church in no way can change the institution, the, the right. words of institution, and and he does give us the words as well mm-hmm. uh, at the end of
1: Matthew's yes. Gospel, Matthew twenty. He says, you know, go and baptize all nations, baptizing yep. them in the name of the Father yep. and the Son and the Holy Spirit. So he does. This one is 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 pretty straightforward for us, but uh, but you have these quotes from yes. the Church Fathers that the t- church help fathers. to uh, uh, just illuminate the, the, this this beautiful mystery for us.
0: So Saint Gregory of Nazianzen. Uh, He says, He comes to sanctify the Jordan, Christ, for our sake, and in readiness for us, He who is spirit and flesh comes to begin a new creation through the spirit and water. Then St. John Damascene also writes, He, however, was baptized, not that He Himself stood in any need of purification. But that by making my purification his own, he might crush the heads of the dragons in the waters, wash away the sin and bury all of the old Adam in the water. And then going into St. Thomas Aquinas, kind of moving into the, the medieval period... Owing to Christ's infinite power through contact with his flesh, the regenerative power entered not only into the waters which came into contact with Christ, but into all waters throughout the whole world and during all future ages.
1: It's pretty amazing.
0: Yes. the waters have been hollowed. the waters have been been
1: made holy by by, by, by Jesus by God. Yes that's that's a thanks be to God for that. And so because of his own baptism, uh, the waters are made holy so that when the water touches us, it makes us holy. Is that is that, a, is that fair to say it that way?
0: Yeah, the, the, the sacraments do contain grace, that they actually communicate the grace that they signify. And then also, like, and this is also where, like, this is an important thing when we say that Christ himself institutes it. We would say also through these ritual actions that have been entrusted to the church that it does communicate the gift of the Holy Spirit. Yes. And only God can command God, <laughs> right? So it's like Jesus who then sends forth the spirit. Mm-hmm. Um and so that's why it's re- that's one of the thing which is really important to recognize that it's that because we do receive that tremendous gift of like and we'll get into that too like the inner life the gift of the holy spirit indwelling within us and it's Christ himself who sends forth the spirit into the person to be baptized and it's and it is like contained within the pouring of water within the words that are spoken um that that power and that grace is all contained within that ritual action that's then conferred upon the subject. Beautiful. Praise God.
1: On our introductory episodes, uh, we went over some, some philosophical terms. And now we want to just maybe apply those terms to the sacrament of baptism. So one of the first things we talked about were these philosophical concepts of, of matter and form. And maybe just most basically, we could say the matter of a sacrament is the, the physical stuff. And the
0: form is the spiritual stuff. Is that Well, so the matter would be like, and let's just take baptism because that's what we're talking about. The matter would be the water Mm -hmm. that's poured over the subject. And then we would say the form is the words that communicate the reality of what's happening. So it'd be that actual words of, I I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. So I think you made a very
1: important qualification there. You said it it is the water being poured. Mm -hmm. So we can't just use... Uh, or I guess does 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 the water have to be poured for yeah, it, it has to, to be, be poured? Yeah. Um, it, 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 it could also be immersed. It could be yeah. You could do an immersion. So you too, could yeah. you could be you could be dunked in it, or the water could be poured in you. But but if that's not happening, then you're not we're not doing the baptism correctly. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. <clears throat> Great. And so now we want to talk about some of these Latin expressions that we brought up last week. Uh, and this was the Latin uh, Yes, yeah, the Latin. We are the Latin Church for the Roman Church <laughs> for the Western Church. So we talked about a sacrament has a, a sacramentum tantum then it has a resid sacramentum and a sacramentum uh, or, or a resid sacramentum. Or am I getting that right? Maybe I've confused myself. I, I, you confused me. And now this is why we need the good brothers to, oh
2: to, to clarify. Now we're good brothers, no. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, you're good, brothers. Sacramentum tantum. What and just for our, is, our our listeners. father, if I'm you sorry. give me a second, I could you have the floor is yours. <laughs> good deacon. The sacramentum tantum, which is the sensible sign, the the, the sensible sign, the visible sign. Um, the res et sacramentum, which is the abiding effect. Um, so it's distinct distinct from the, the outward sign of the mm. thing. So it's kind of like the, the thing that remains once the sacrament has been completed. And then the res tantum, which is the invisible reality. So it's usually like the, the grace that is conferred uh, through the sacrament.
1: So the sacrament tantum is the sensible sign. Mm-hmm. So, what is the sensible sign of baptism?
2: The sacramentum tantum of baptism. I feel like I'm doing my your oral my, my final, 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 final again. <laughs> again yes. uh, but that would, it would be so. This is the sac, again the sacramentum tantum and in, in, in the matter. So it would be the it would be the water, the water mm-hmm. that is that is poured, the water that the person's immersed in. So it'd be the water, the outward sign that's that's representing communicating something.
0: Good. it's all, it's also the words spoken and i'm also, i'm asking that too but I'm, I'm saying it was a certain degree of belief that's what that that's what it is too because you there it's a sensible sign you're it's hearing the yeah words. you're hearing the words <laughs> that, that it's like the ritual the itself. priest has to says them Yes. Yeah. he has to, yeah. them. He, has yeah. to <laughs> he
1: has to say them audibly
0: yes yes you can't uh, just be
1: thinking the words and yes pouring that, the that the whole
0: thing is like the sensible mm-hmm. sign and do
2: you also uh, does it have to be water Yes. It does have to be water. Now there's I mean, there's certain things that qualify as water. Like you can use like I'm trying to remember from my canon law class, but like you could use like fizzy water, but you can't use like beer. Yes. So would it be. has to be it has to be there's certain parameters that it has to meet. <laughs> so you can't baptize with orange juice or like ginger ale. Do you
0: know if it has to have the appearance of water? It has to be or does it actually have to be I think it has to be liquid water. That no, just contains it too. I don't. I don't think you can baptize people in ice. <laughs> well, right. no, for sure. But like, what about like they had that? They came out in like the '80s or '90s or something like that. Like that Pepsi Clear, which was like Pepsi, but it was just clear. <laughs> well, that. It, so well, it looks like fizzy water. Oh but yeah, but no, but, no, it's, but it's not water. But it's Pepsi. Yeah,
1: yeah. You know, you can't. Okay.
0: Yes. No. Just no.
1: no not any clear liquid is okay. sufficient. It, well, is, it looks like water, not just clear liquid, but yeah, just yeah. No, but it still has to be water. Okay. Okay. If you're confused, just take a sip before you baptize someone with it. But hopefully, you're not baptizing people. Hopefully, you're just bringing them to the church. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And the church will certainly be providing water.
2: Just take a sip. Uh,
1: (laughs) Is this Pepsi clear or water? I need to put my head in this font. Just make, (laughs) just check. Need to make sure this is valid baptism here. Yes. So we have the the sensible sign. Which is the pouring or the immersing of water, it, accompanied with uh, the, the the words.
0: I'm going to talk briefly too. So we're going to go into the next one, which is the 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 Reset Sacramentum, which is like the abiding character. And we talked about that last time. But like the, the sensible sign is so important because then you know that the sacrament took effect. That even if you don't feel anything, even if it's mm. not, um, if the heavens didn't open up and you didn't hear the voice of the Father, um, that doesn't mean that you weren't baptized. Yeah. Um, right. So the, those sensible signs then. And it kind of goes back to that. God communicates to us according to the mode of the knower. And so because we're human persons, he's communicating through our senses, like through sight, through smell, through our sense of touch with the water being poured over. He's doing all of these concrete realities to give us the assurance and the assurity that like you have received the remission of original sin and you've received the gift of new life in Christ. Regardless of what you feel. Regardless of what you feel. Or what you remember. Because none of us remember Or what you remember. Or what you remember that. Uh, that the sensible sign really tells us, okay, this has, this has taken place. Amen. And so you made reference of our second category,
1: which is the, the res at sacramentum. And so what, uh, for our listeners again, do we mean by the res at sacramentum?
2: So it's the, uh, the abiding effect. It's what remains once the sacrament has been completed. Um, so
1: after we've poured the water and said the words, what, what, what remains then in this, this new soul?
2: So for this baptism, um, there's, there's three sacraments that, that have a, a similar effect as, as baptism so far as what's abiding. Um, and this is the, in baptism, we receive what's called a sacramental character. And so a sacramental character, it's, it's an indelible mark it's a seal. It's, um, what imparts, um, identity. It's what, um, allows us to receive, um, the other sacraments for baptism. So it's something that remains and that, um, even after the sacrament has been completed, that it still remains, uh, within the person it's on their soul. So it's spiritual. You can't see it. Um, but if we were to put on some Maybe like spiritual goggles or something mm-hmm. like that. No doubt, and you can see into the spirit world. Some spiritual X-ray goggles. Yeah, that'd be. I don't know if that would be cool or not. That might be a little crazy. Depends where you are. <laughs> Hopefully, in the church, while someone's being baptized, it's pretty yes. cool. Yeah, that would be cool to see that happen. Yes, but so you would be able to see who has been baptized and who has not been baptized because they have a a mark there, an indelible mark, seal.
0: And this will be made visible to us in the glory. Yes. But the classic term is like, it's an ontological change, meaning that it's like, according to, uh, your being, the being, it's like yeah, your inward person, your spirit is marked. It has that character. Um, and it's also like, it's the place that like it, it abides forever. So it is a place where like the, the gift of the Holy spirit is received. Um, you're made like a son of God, a daughter of God, a child of God. It's where all of those things are kind of like where they abide and like persist within the subject, who'd be the recipient of baptism. I know like an
1: ancient way of of describing this was, you know, they used to, you know, melt wax to seal things. Yeah. And then, and then they would, a king would have his own sort of mark to then press into the wax and then you would know that this was a letter from the king that it bore his mm-hmm. mark. It bore his standard, and so it's, it's similar to that. We can think of our soul as like hot wax, and the King of Kings is then pressing his seal, his mark upon us, our souls to, to claim us uh, for ourselves. Um, and maybe this is not as a, uh, we don't really have any. I can't think of anything analogous to like that in the modern world. All I can think of is like tattoos. You know what I mean? A branding. A branding. Yeah. And you like, brand cattle and stuff like yeah. that. It's, 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 not, it's, not as, it's not as fun to think of ourselves as cattle and Jesus branding us. That's fair enough, fair um, enough.
0: <laughs> the analogy, Limbs. But it is
1: something to show that you, who you belong to. But it is something to show who we belong to. And so what was coming to my mind was, like, a tattoo. Because this thing's not going away. Yeah, yeah, it's um, permanent. And so if we were, like we like we're part of a gang and we all got tattoos together, you know, it'd be like, we part of the same gang. I guess that analogy is not as, as good as, as the, as the wax
0: either. I think we're just continually <laughs> digressing.
1: So anyways, your soul's <laughs> like hot wax. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why we will just stick with the examples of the church fathers. Because yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we try to come up with them. We call each other cattle and gang members. Um, <laughs> so that is the, the res at sacramentum. This, this is what remains. This is what abides in, in, in the soul of a person after they are baptized. And then the last category uh, is the, the resit sacramentum, correct? We just talked about the resit sacramentum. We just talked about it. it's the, uh, the, the resit If you remember, the resit res sorry, I was, you know, you guys are the good brothers. You I'm were just f- checking and making sure that we were sure, getting it yeah, right. Yeah, that's right. And so what do we mean by res
2: tantum? And then what is that for baptism? The res tantum is the uh, the reality alone, so it's it's the invisible effect of the sacrament. Um, I think the easiest way is just what what grace is imparted through the that particular sacrament. So for baptism, um, we know that when we're baptized, it's uh, our our sins are wiped away. So hmm. if you're an infant, it's original sin. If you're an adult, it's original sin and any personal sin, which wow. I always think is just. Amazing. incredible so amazing. yeah um and then but beyond that it's not just about the the remission of sin but that we're, we're also you know um made children of God that we're made uh, visible members of of the church and uh because we're children of God that the the spirit of sonship the Holy Spirit comes and dwells within us and so we're made temples of the Holy Spirit so we're filled with God, the God, the God's life, the God, God's life. <laughs> the God, the one and the only God, yes. the true God. <laughs> I was trying to say the life of God. And I twisted my tongue. We've all been there. Yeah.
0: I guess this is more of a question as I'm, I'm thinking, yeah, I'm thinking about this in real time, but because you can receive the Res Ed Sacrament team without receiving the Res Taunt team. But I think we would still say that like, God forbid this happens, but even like, I guess, I don't know if you, like, I guess with baptism, you would always receive both. With baptism, you would always receive both. If you were, I don't know. Disposed. What, but how but would
1: if you? If you were an adult who, well, I guess. You could not receive the character and not receive remission of sins and, and the spirit of adoption. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that, if you Like, were, the,
0: the, the character, like. I guess the other would happen is.
1: So we don't want to drive like too sharp a distinction between these things. Like we are talking about mysteries here. Yes. Yes. Yep. So these are helpful, like very scholastic scientific expressions, but at the end of the day, like it's a, it's a deep, profound mystery. So if you receive that character, because if you received it, you received it, you know what I mean? And if you receive that character, then you have been where your sins have been washed away and you receive the spirit of adoption. Uh, Without you can't can't receive those things without the re- receiving the character. They're kind of linked together. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. <laughs> oh, beautiful. So that is we got Deacon. You are going to say something. No, I am just breathing. Oh, you are just breathing. Okay, yeah. it, was, it was a deep breath. <laughs> well, this is a deep stuff we're dealing <laughs> deep with. Deep right stuff, here. man. Deep mysteries. We're doing our best to 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 explain it. And so, the last thing I wanted to to talk about with the sacrament is that. um the the three different parts of a sacrament. I don't know if we talked about this in our previous episode.
0: No, we didn't talk about that. No. Yeah, but the that it's a, not parts. It would just be it's a helpful a, a part of talking about it. What you receive. Yeah. yeah, it's a helpful way of kind of articulating the
1: graces that are yeah. received. And so we talk about that that a sacrament we could say confers a mission, a power, and identity. Yeah. And so every sacrament confers a, a mission, then a power, an identity, and identity in the person who receives it. And so, what? Uh, what is the the mission and the power and the identity that individuals receive when when they are baptized?
2: So, the identity that they receive is again that they're made a, a child of God and a visible member of the church. Um, and then there's also a sense where, and and you'll see this more with some of the other sacraments, that when you receive. Um, these are called, again, these are sacraments that you receive character with. They're also called seal sacraments, meaning that you receive some kind of indelible marker seal, like the wax, like the wax seal. Right. Um, but with the seal sacraments, um, there's, there's, it, it it distinguishes you each, each one that you receive in some way from really another group of people, so to speak. So when you receive baptism, you're distinguished from the rest of the world the unbaptized um, the unbaptized that's right so and it's i mean this is you know pretty clear in, in scripture too you know even even when saint paul says that when you're when you're brought into the kingdom of of uh, the the beloved son and brought out of the the kingdom of the world so it's it's a, a, a distinguishing mark that you receive yeah. so it's identity and then the mission uh would be um First to receive the rest of the sacraments, uh, but mm. also to be disposed uh, to worship God. So um, I remember one of my professors a uh, really long time ago, Father. Yes. It was back when I was in studying abroad. Just a wee ago. lad. Yes. Just, well, I don't know if I was a wee lad, but I was... <laughs> just a wee lad. <laughs> Trump was shorter <laughs> 10 years ago. I don't think... Spiritually, you were more wee. I was spiritually wee. Okay. <laughs> But he talked about baptism as, um, like an IV, Hmm. like, because once you put the IV into the patient, then you could put the other medicine in. So it's almost like it's what, it's what opens you up and disposes you and enables you then to receive the other sacraments, um, which is why it's the first of the sacraments of initiation, meaning you're being initiated or brought into the church. And so baptism allows us then to receive the other sacraments, um, and then power i think that the power uh i think it's tied into just the ability to to in the holy spirit just to worship god you know to come to god and and then to live out um to live out that that childhood yes. being a child of the of the father and i think you see that through the gifts of the holy spirit that you receive you know the theological gifts of faith hope and charity and then the the gifts of the spirit the seven gifts of the spirit so <clears throat> There's such a,
1: uh, I don't think we, we, we think about that or realize that then we were baptized is that, you know, when we're baptized, we actually receive the power to worship God.
0: Uh, you know, we might. That so you can part like, it's only real way. Yes. Um, I shouldn't say real way, but like, it's how we even participate, like in the liturgy. Yes. Like in the Holy sacrifice of the mass, like how our, how our spirit is united to Christ in the sacrifice, like is intricately tied to the reception of baptism.
1: Yeah, it's so amazing that, you know, we might think it like, you know, it, it makes us do other stuff as Christians, you know, the 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 corporal or spiritual works of mercy, but but we're being initiated into the life of God and what we're going to be doing in the Trinity for all eternity is just worshiping. Worship. Just worshiping the Trinity. And so baptism gives us that power, that ability, that capability to to worship <laughs> God. As God worships himself, you know, in, in the Trinity. And I think that's just, uh, I find that really beautiful.
0: I also, uh, I want to circle back on a couple of things, even just on the idea of character too, that it's like such a gift also in the fact that like it can never be lost, um, that you will always have the character that the call of God is irrevocable. Um, now, unfortunately that means you can, you don't necessarily make it to the glory and, uh, it's not like a guarantee, but. Because you'll have it wherever you go. Yeah. Um, but, and then it's also, and then with the idea of like the rest on as well, that even if we do fall into grave sin, that because the character persists, um, you don't have to be rebaptized. baptized Yes. Um, that as soon as you make a good confession and turn back to the Lord, like you, all, the, all of that sanctifying grace is just immediately returned to you. Yeah. Um,
1: That's where I like that analogy, the uh, IV, that if you, you know, you do fall into sin. You still have that IV. You're still hooked up. You're to still IV. hooked up. You, you can some still more men- receive the medicine. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be baptized again. You just got to go to the physician and go get yourself a, a good dose of, confession. of mercy and forgiveness and confession and, and, and love. And and it's all,
2: you're, you're healed. It's also why you can only be baptized once. Could only be baptized yes. once. This is very, so, very important. If you've been baptized, as long as it was a valid baptism, you're fine, and I know this
1: is certainly, this is certainly something that happens. That you know, especially because um, I think so many people were baptized when they were infants, and they want to then, as as adults, express their their choice, their commitment, their desire to to be a disciple, to be a follower, to really kind of own it for themselves. And I know, you know, you know, college kids who, who grow up Catholic and then they encounter, you know, other denominations or things like that, but then, you know, might fall away from the Catholic faith and then go and then, and be baptized there because, um, cause they want to like express their commitment to Christ. Um, and, and so what, what would you say to someone who is, who, who, who might be struggling with that or <clears> thinking like, I don't remember my baptism, but I like what I want to be baptized again. And. And I want to I want to show God that I'm like serious about this. You know, how would you explain to them that they don't need to do that, and maybe what you would encourage them to do to
2: express that commitment? First, I would say if you're not confirmed, then to to receive confirmation mm. um, and let that be, you know, that you are you are rededicating and you are asking for the the greater outpouring of the Spirit upon your life so that you can witness to Christ. Um, if you've already received those sacraments, then you can, you can always just like make a prayer to the Lord to just like rededicate your life to Jesus Mm -hmm. or like, like pray a consecration to the sacred heart or like do a Marian consecration, you know, something to like, just kind of take up and own what you've already received Mm -hmm. and just be grateful for what you've received. Um, I think sometimes if we, we feel like we have to do something to kind of like I don't know, make ourselves feel like we we had like a greater part in what we received or something like mm-hmm. that. But but just to to know that like you've received the the grace of the Lord through your baptism and like that was all his his work, you know, that was all yeah. what he what he died to to give to us. And so you can you can just, <clears throat> you know, rededicate yourself to the Lord just by by living it out, you know, by, by giving yourself over to Jesus, you don't have to be baptized again. Yeah.
0: And I would say too, it's like, it's worthy to want to do something that like, you know, so I don't even think of like after my own conversion, like I want to do something that like shows that like I'm serious, like. You want to ritualize do you wanna it. You want to ritualize it for sure. So like there, there's like, there's like a good there. Um, and I think what brother, I think what Deacon said is exactly right. Then like just to reorient that, like there's, there's numerous other ways in which you could ritualize that. And I think even the person who struggles with, like, the fact of, like, I wasn't there for, like, I don't remember my baptism. I think a really fruitful thing to do can be to go pray um, with the River Jordan account of Jesus um, and just invite the Lord and being like, what was my baptism like for you? Mm. Like, what was that day like? You know, what was that experience like? Uh, and just to really have an open dialogue then where, like the, like, the Lord can tell you what he thought of your baptism day or whatever he wants to show you in that moment through his own baptism.
1: That's beautiful. Well, thank you guys for, for sharing those thoughts and reflections. It's very, very helpful. Um, so we hope that this was helpful for you, our
0: listeners, to to talk about baptism. Please, Brother Paul, you have I just, some closing uh, remarks. I do just like just uh, just the that baptism is the normal means uh, in which d- Jesus, God, desires to communicate his inner life and to, to bring you to new life as a member of the body of Christ. And so... We can't stress enough like how important baptism yes. is. Yeah, um, that it that, that we start out with it because it is kind of like it is the sacrament that allows you to have the other sacraments. It is the the remission of original sin um, that makes it possible for you to be with God for eternity in the glory. And so, just to really exhort people to uh, to get their kids baptized. And and if you're listening and you haven't been baptizing, like go get baptized. Like like in the Catholic Church, like talk to your local <laughs> parish priest and don't don't, don't like the two. If you don't get together and go to a bathroom, like, right, we're doing this.
1: Amen. <laughs> 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 unless, unless
2: it's an emergency.
0: Unless it's an time. emergency.
1: Yes. yes. Amen. Amen. No, it is so important. It is it's so, so important. Um, but we've reached that time. Uh, it's time for our question where I get to spring something on you. Spring? Yeah, spring it on you, even though it's summer. Mm. So we were talking about how how baptism has to be done with water. And we were saying you can't use, I think you said beer brother. I don't know if I like where this question is going. And you, you brought up Pepsi clear. Oh, Good brother, Paul. So I am curious. Uh, what is your favorite beverage? <laughs> we are just talking a lot about drinks. Yeah, that was, yeah. my mind.
2: Uh, that was <laughs> I do not know where that was going to go. <laughs> What's my favorite beverage? Um I'm I'm a rather plain fellow in my mm. older age father. Yeah. Um Maybe when you were a wee lad, what did you enjoy? When I was a wee lad. A
0: wee lad. <laughs> <laughs> so when you were just a little guy tromping around Europe <laughs> yeah. doing your abroad program. Yeah.
2: I drank a lot of uh, espresso in Europe. That was, that was really yummy wow, as an okay. Italian, especially in Italy. Mm-hmm. That was really good. Um, I don't know. I just, I, I really just like either just just some cold water with some lemon in it mm-hmm. or like some, we call it fizzy water. Yeah. Which is just like seltzer water, mm-hmm. club soda. You like some lemon in that too? Yeah. A little yeah. lemon in it. Mm. Just something nice and cold and. Crisp and clean. Crisp and clean. Yeah, something sure. that I could baptize with.
0: You're always ready. Yeah, yeah, you should always. You're just always ready. You should always have some water as as, as a minister of the sacraments now. <laughs> That's excellent. He's always ready. Brother Paul. Uh, so I'm going to go. Uh, so my favorite beverage. Yeah. I would say that there's, uh, I, it's hard to, anyways, I'm getting lost in the thoughts. Of, well, what does he mean my favorite? <laughs> but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to I'm gonna differentiate it. And as much that like the the one that I drink most often and I would say is my favorite is like fizzy water. Yeah. But also, like, I really enjoy a good Mountain Dew. Mm. But it's very rare when it happens. For sure. It's the right setting. Yeah. Um, but I thoroughly enjoy it. Do the Dew.
1: Mountain Dew is is just delicious. Um, and I, I think for me, I'm going to say uh, probably coffee. Mm. Yeah, I love just a good cup of coffee. Yeah. Can't go wrong. With that. Deacon's laughing at me. <laughs> yes <laughs> <laughs> yes indeed excellent praise God well thank you brothers for, for sharing your, your, your knowledge of the sacraments with us hope you uh, continue on this journey with us and, and next week we'll be talking about confirmation and uh, and we're excited to, to keep doing this with all of you guys And so thanks for joining us and Deacon if you would please close us with a prayer
2: sure in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit amen Holy Father we thank you for the gift of baptism thank you for all of the grace that you pour out upon all of those who receive this sacrament, that you have made it possible for us to become your, your children, Lord, your, your sons and your daughters. And we ask you, Jesus, that you would renew us in our vows to you and our promises that we made to you through our baptism, that we might live faithfully and fully as disciples of Jesus. And we entrust all of this to you and to your sacred heart in this month. And we thank you, Mother Mary, that you would be with us always. Pray always in Jesus' name, Amen. Father, Holy Spirit, Amen.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of the Become Fire podcast. The Franciscan Friars of the Holy Spirit can be found online at www.becomefire.faith. That's dot the Franciscan Friars of the Holy Spirit are also a 501c3 charitable organization. If you feel called in any way to give financially to their mission, please go to www.becomefire.faith/give. That's
1: becomefire.faith/give. May the Lord give you his peace. We'll see you next time.